Thanks for waking up with WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Mark Lawrence here. Mr. Rob Sanders on the other side of the glass, making sure he's all set uh, for another week of being a fabulous producer. We appreciate that. We'll begin with the end in mind and tell you at 7.40 this morning, we're going to be joined by Jennifer Watson, Assistant Vice President uh, in the Milton Market Service Area for Service First Federal Credit Union. So they're a great uh, organization around here, very forward-thinking business. So we're going to be hearing from her about the uh, asset loans, the pledged asset loans that you can get through the chambers that are really probably serving as a tremendous bridge this time of uh, lifetime for a lot of businesses. So we'll be talking about that shortly. But in the meantime, T.J. Ike is back, President and CEO of the Central Pennsylvania Chamber of Commerce. I always really talk to her about the business issues and what's cooking with the chamber and what's happening. And of course, every day she comes in here glowing, hey, Mark, we now have 962,000 members or <laughs> it's actually 548 <laughs> in eight states and 90 zip codes currently. 548 members? Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? Wow, that is super. Well, I remember we used to think of the Central Pennsylvania Chamber as almost like an asterisk, like a decade ago. You know, it was a, certainly a tour de force up in the Milton region, and it was the go-through place for the industrial park and that kind of thing. But you're here to tell us that you're a broad regional chamber of commerce Absolutely. with a big impact. Yes, with eight states and 90 zip codes currently represented. I mean, that is a network force to be reckoned with if you are a fellow member. Um, You know, it's wonderful to see them all work together. And uh, folks who need referrals of great businesses without having to go out to find them on their own can call us, and I'm almost certain we can find you somebody local that can help you. And that has helped out a little bit, not uh, sort of daily, but uh, on occasion with supply chain issues, getting folks connected up. Absolutely. As I referred to some time ago with a hoagie shop that was paying a just an outrageous price for gloves. And within the membership family, we were able to find them something that was cheaper even before the pandemic. All right. And hopefully that's continuing. And now we have a worker shortage. So you've addressed that by doubling up your career fairs and that kind of thing. Yeah. So we uh, are doing a lot of career fairs, even reaching the younger students. And then we're also still working on our reentry project to educate employers, to give people a second chance. Um, There's a lot of little perks if you give somebody a second chance. But not only that, furthermore, and for the long term, those individuals are going to be the most dedicated employees. Um, If you give somebody a chance that no one else did, and um, they're already mostly trained and certified and have everything they need, they're just looking for a place to call home and start working. So um, we're still working on that front, and uh, we're going to actually be moving those uh, job fairs from the Union County Resource Center to our office for some of the different ones. We're going to make them a little more even... um, a little more intimate, if you will. And, you know, some folks are a little overwhelmed if you haven't had a job interview in years and you're used to everyone saying no because of your history. So we're going to kind of do one-on-ones and mentor and uh, sit down with them and help them with the interview process and help sell them to the candidates as well that are looking to hire them. Well, and I think you're accessible in either location, so that's going to be important. And especially for the re-entry program, you get folks that may say, well, you know, 10 years ago, I probably couldn't work because I couldn't get in places, but now everybody's accessible and virtual is the other aspect. Absolutely, but it's still, um, there's still such a stigma to having a criminal background and I guess rightfully so, but um, when I first started this project about probably a year and a half to two years ago, 
it would probably be two out of 10 employers that would even consider hearing me out. And that keeps growing. They see other employers taking the chance and becoming successful with a great job force. So um, I think it's it's slowly resonating that it is something with, you know, they say, what is the, um, how's the saying go? If you keep doing the same thing with the same results. So, you know, why not change? If you're not having any good results with what you're currently doing, why not give it a little bit of a change? You have nothing to lose and see what happens. What about re-entry and health care shortages? We see the doctor and nurse shortages. Yeah, um, you know, there are unfortunately some types of positions that folks in re-entry are unable to apply for, and, and I understand that. But, um, you know, there are different things. For instance, with the country cupboard closing, um, I reached out to them directly. I have a lot of employers within the chamber that are food or hospitality, and uh, I'm like, why don't we just do a nice warm handoff from the country cupboard to one of these folks? And so I reached out to about 50-some employers within the chamber who are all candidates to accept those employees just transfer them right over they're already trained they've already proved themselves and it's been going really well there's a lot of nursing homes retirement homes that have kitchens and you know need people to cook and serve and um, you know a lot of hotels need folks in the hospitality so it's been a great partnership as well so we try to always think ahead of the game a little outside of the box you know you don't need job fairs and grants and trainings you can just help those individuals make the connections and slide right into a new job all right well, let's talk about Country Cupboard a little bit. You mentioned that. What was your initial reaction? Certainly a big employer here, hundreds of uh, workers, and uh, just a big go-to economic development spot around here. Yeah, I mean, I um, I worry for such places as the Visitors Bureau because they drew a lot of folks, which I'm sure visited the Visitors Bureau. Um, I don't see it staying empty for long. You know, it was really sad to hear they were closing, but, um, you know, I try to look at things a little different. Everyone was really heartbroken and upset, but you think about the family that's been working there and running that business since the 70s. They've got to be exhausted. they got to want some family time. they got to want to just take a break. Um, we all know if you're in business, it's not 8 to 5, it's 24-7. And with the pandemic, and um, I read recently in the newspaper they had some issues with an employee that um, was tilling off the top, if you will. And so I'm sure all those things played a part, but I don't think it was just those things. You know, it was just the time probably for them to say, let's let's take a break and retire. But there's so much activity right now with folks having interest in that facility. So, um, and, and they're in incredibly smart business people. They wouldn't have been in business that long. So you know darn well they had plans for that facility before they exited. They're not going to pay to keep the lights and the electric on and be retired and let it sit empty. So. For years, yeah. Well, yeah, you mentioned the exhaustion factor. We hear that from a lot of businesses, not specifically Country Cupboard, but just this idea of, you know, pushing steeply uphill for two years in a row during the pandemic in addition to the fact that being in business is, you know, a, a pleasurable struggle for a lot of folks anyway. Um, I just think that, uh, yeah, that that is a factor. Are you monitoring as different businesses and so on say, hey, we might be interested in that space or some of it? Um, I've been fielding quite a few calls, you know, and I've offered to be the connector and I put them in touch with the right folks. So, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of activity going on in a lot of things. I think folks immediately think doom and gloom, and I'm kind of the lone person who likes to see the positive side of things. And um, I know we don't like change, and we all 
like the the wholesome you know atmosphere there and no one wants to change that but i think we will um we'll be very happy you know with what happens and i'm just happy for the baylor and ham family that they can relax and maybe take some vacations and just chill out and they can go somewhere to eat and be waited on we are talking to tj ike president and ceo of the central pennsylvania chamber of commerce uh, right now just talking about how they are addressing some of the business issues that get to be resolved in our area what else are you working on uh, we just think that uh, there's so many things that you have on your calendar this year i was trying to sift through that i put may 4th on my calendar for the leader cast but there's a ton of things before then yeah so um, we're trying to help folks realize that marketing is a very important and it can be expensive <clears throat> but the central pa chamber is a part of your membership marketing is a huge huge benefit and um, just to give an example our facebook page and twitter and all of our instagram social media is incredibly um, followed by folks from everywhere and about a week ago or maybe two weeks ago now we did a ribbon cutting for amber g photography in downtown lewisburg and um, we posted the photos and the information and we almost instantly had 4,800 organic hits on her um, photo album and such that we posted and I checked last night before I got ready for bed and it's already at 5,100 so you know those kinds of things um, you don't think about a ribbon cutting as being marketing but to get 5,100 hits on social media um, just on Facebook alone that's quite the marketing and um, there's so many other ways that we do marketing we can uh, help you yourself come up with a marketing plan we actually have a studio in our basement and um, so we can help shoot commercials or videos and so we're going to do a seminar and training for our members uh, on March 23rd at our office and non-members alike just to educate folks on all the different um, offerings most are free and the rest are very nominal fee so we want to make sure folks know that um, I struggle when I hear somebody say, I have enough customers, I have enough business, I don't need to market. Um, you might at this moment, but you don't know what your customers are doing, and the, the biggest customers might be picking up and leaving, and you have no clue. So I always think you should have customers in the pipeline. So um, we really want to educate our members and make sure they're taking full advantage of their benefits. Well, some of your happy customers like to be part of your marketing scheme, too. You know, if a lot of folks would raise up, say, okay, well, here's Mark Lawrence. He comes here for breakfast every every other day, you know, and this kind of thing, and show a picture of that person or whatever. So, yeah, that could be it. Well, yeah, I think, and plus, I think a, a lot of business people around here do think big. So having, you know, 300 customers that are loyal, that hardly ever seems enough for anybody around here. Yeah, you know, everybody wants sure, to grow. For sure, for so sure. That's why they got into business, because they kind of think big. Okay, so you have that marketing seminar that's coming up. What else is going to Yeah, so we actually are trying to do some spring career fairs for younger students. Um, a lot of the folks in the education realm have discovered that if the kids learn what they're interested in early, like you know, if they find a career that maybe involves math, they're going to focus real hard on math. So um, we always do a lot of high school career fairs, but this is going to be our first one for the young kids. Um, it's going to be for the folks in third, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade wow. at the Warrior Run um, High School. And it's just to kind of make them aware. Um, we usually get about 60 to 70 employers to come, and uh, it'll be a little different from our high school 
you know, because they're going to try to make things a little more appealing to the younger generation. But um, it's really excited if you can kind of engage or ignite something that they start to really get excited and prepare in their studies and they really commit themselves. Um, so it's it's really important for us to try to get those youngins kind of educated and excited about a career or a field. Sure, it's probably going to change 10 times till they get to high school, but at least it's something for them to, to strive towards. Third graders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got to imagine your booths at the career fair for high school versus third graders is totally different. I'm sure there's candy evolved and maybe some games. But, it still um, works for me. So, <laughs> yeah, anyway. you got to attract them somehow. But, you know, we just want to make sure they're excited and they stay committed to their studies and they find something that they're really interested in so that we can engage them. All right. Well, fabulous. Well, to be continued as that approaches, let me know. And uh, we'll talk about the March 23rd event. Of course, then in the month ahead, we have the May 4th event, the LeaderCast. So we'll mention that in our next segment. We're also going to be talking about the pledged asset loans coming up in our next uh, segment. We'll talk to Jennifer Watts coming up. T.J. Ike, President and CEO of the Central Pennsylvania Chamber of Commerce. News, sports, AccuWeather, and more. Wake up with the information you need on WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Rob Center, our fabulous producer, hooking us up this morning now with an additional guest to join. T.J. Ike is already here, President and CEO of the Central Pennsylvania Chamber of Commerce. Thanks for these regular visits. Very much appreciated. Absolutely. My pleasure. We really think we've gotten a lot of great information about coping with the issues and growing businesses. We've got a lot of folks who think big around here, and so uh, you're helping them. Well, so is an additional individual on the line this morning. Jennifer Watts is with us. She's a Assistant Vice President of the Milton Market for Service First Federal Credit Union. Service First, as they're known around here. Good morning, Jennifer. Thank you so much for calling in. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. We're going to talk with you about pledged asset loans. So let's start out with TJ. Explain how the Chamber works with businesses to make sure that loan money is available, please. Absolutely. So we've had lending programs much of our um, history since 1905, and they've changed along the ways, of course, to fit the times. But um, we've always been the one who was loaning the money directly. And as a membership organization, we shouldn't have been taking business away from our financial financial institutions. So the pledged asset loan is a way for us to not only help businesses, which we're supposed to be doing, but also we're helping the financial institutions. So those who need the money for their businesses can actually pick and choose which financial institution that they want to work with. And we invest the money in the financial institution versus giving it to the individual or the business. So we're backing the loans. Jennifer, why don't you elaborate quickly on what Service First can do for businesses and this uh, sort of go through that uh, Service First is uh, performing an important function. So um, Service First offers business loans and one of the issues that we see frequently is that they just don't have the backing to get them up and going or to um, do that next project they're looking for. And that's where that pledged asset loan, it helps lessen the risk to the financial institution, um, and as TJ said, it's building that connection. So it's the chamber not only helping helping businesses connect, 
but also helping that business find the financial institution that can provide that assistance to them. And we really get the feel-good from helping people to achieve their dreams. So anything that we can do to help a business achieve their dreams, it's just that feel good that we get from doing that well yeah you certainly should get a good feeling from it because uh, you're you're in the business at that point of just saying yes to businesses not unconditionally but tj just being able to say yes to these businesses we see the vision you have we have money dedicated for this we want to help you grow that's a that it's more than a good feeling i mean it's a big you know it's it's a big boomer around here yeah absolutely i mean it's you see so many businesses who maybe need to expand or change with the your uh, times or or whatnot and if they don't have that backing to do that you know so it's it's perfect and it allows them we all know that we have our particular doctors and restaurants and financial institutions that we prefer to deal with and this allows those individuals to pick and choose who they work with versus us Um, a lot of times there's the lending services and other organizations but they dictate one lender and they all go through that and we want it to be an even playing field and let our members choose who they work with and who they feel comfortable with and then we're taking ourselves out of the game of taking business from our financial institutions so i honestly believe it's a incredible win-win for everybody it didn't happen overnight you know it's a project that took quite some time but um we're very pleased with it well and jennifer tell us about the early history of the pledged asset loans how has that gone and uh, sort of what's the status of the progress Well, the pledged asset loan is huge for businesses that um, the credit union just has to look at the risk involved with financial institution. And there's so many times that we just can't help somebody or help them enough because of not having the, they just don't have the means yet to be able to do that. But we can see that once they get up and going, they're, you know, things are going to go well for them. Um, so uh, the ability for the chamber to step in and say, we're going to offer up X amount as collateral, basically, that is huge in the eyes of the financial institution to say, okay, now that part, there's no risk there now. Um, so that's very good for businesses who are looking to get started and for the financial institution who wants to be able to help. Yeah, we often hear the chamber say if uh, if we can't bring a 500-person employer here, let's grow the 520 or 548 members who are members of the chamber. If each of them hires one more worker uh, because they're expanding, that may help. Is that sort of this mindset? Uh, Maybe it's uh, easier to help uh, 500 businesses grow a little rather than you know, try to attract another huge employer. Jennifer, I should say, I'm directing that to this idea of helping businesses grow. Yep, from the financial institution, especially from the credit union's aspect, um, the credit union, people helping people, and we really, our niche is those small mom and pop and being able to help those people grow and succeed. Um, So that's where this program is great for those um, that don't necessarily have that huge backing behind them already where they want to get started or they're already in business but they have the opportunity to grow. So that's absolutely, um, from my perspective, that's amazing what this 
um, pal that puts asset loan helps with. All right, super. Well, thank you so much for the information. Jennifer, anything else to add that you think is important that you wish to add? Well, I would be happy to talk to anybody about it that has any interest. Um, and TJ, of course, if you're not uh, a member of the uh, Milton, uh, the Central PA Chamber, TJ and her team are amazing. Uh, so reach out to her, reach out to me, and happy to assist. All right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, we know she's amazing. We've, we've dealt with her for years, so it's our pleasure. Well, thank you so much for the information, Jennifer. Thank you very much for all you're doing. Saying yes to uh, small businesses around here is uh, uh, must must be must be uh, pleasurable. So we appreciate your checking in. So thanks for the information. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. That is Jennifer Watts, Assistant Vice President of the Milton Market at uh, Service First Federal Credit Union. Anything else to add to that? I guess maybe we would just add in centralpachamber.com to that part of our conversation. Absolutely. And you can call our office. And if your financial institution is unfamiliar with this program, just let us know and we'll be more than happy to reach out and educate them. All right. Yeah, and service1.org uh, is uh, the office heard website for Service First Federal Credit Union. What else would you like to add? We have a few moments sure. left here. We well, I just want to say um, our very first PAL loan. If anyone's seen the gorgeous sign on West Market Street in Lewisburg for Remax Bridges and Hilliard's business, um, we actually assisted with our PAL program for her to purchase that building and do the retrofitting. And um, it's just it's really cool when you can help somebody do those kinds of things. And that was through Milton Savings Bank. They were the very first ones to step on board with us so um you know the sky's the limit and um we're very happy to happy to help support these businesses and organizations alike that want to grow and keeps um you know staying here and offering all the great services that they do LeaderCast Live, as we touched on earlier, is coming up in May, and it's the world's largest one-day leadership training, going to be held again in Lewisburg at Feast of Flavor, and I encourage everyone, whether you're currently in a leadership role or you're looking to grow in your leadership skills, you don't even have to be employed if you want to just come, because leadership is everywhere, not just at work. It's at church, it's at home, it's with your family, with your peers. So um, give us some consideration. It's a phenomenal day of learning and growing and connecting with like-minded people. Right. Yeah, I was at last year's for the first time I attended in person. That was great at the Silver Moon Banquet Hall. Feast of Flavor does the food, so that was worth it. Plus, just meeting new friends and all the people there. So, yeah, I would, I highly recommend it. All right, a minute left. Anything else to add? I, uh, I'd just please? like to say, if you need anything at all in regards to business, whether you're looking for a business to do business with, or if you have a business or you're thinking about a business, do not hesitate to give us a call. We have lots of things going on. I believe we have a breakfast this Friday at our office for individuals who are members and individuals who are curious about the chamber and becoming a member. We probably have a few seats left, so give the office a call at 570-742-7341, and our business is your business. Well, yeah, now I know why you're all smiles this morning. You're still high from last Friday's legislative breakfast. Uh, Joe Hamm, one of the speakers. What what an event was that? Congressman <laughs> Keller was there. That was incredible, Mark. Um, it was our last, it was bittersweet. It was our last event at the Country Cupboard. And um, it was just, we had four municipalities or boroughs represented. We had three state senators represented and four state representatives and a congressman. 
Um, I know it sounds like the opening of a joke, but uh, <laughs> it was phenomenal. Um, we took advantage and took a group photo of those elected officials and myself. And the coverage, I got to thank the Standard Journal, the Daily Item, um, the Sun Gazette was there, WKOK was there. And um, it was just a really great opportunity for a last time there. Um, folks stayed well probably 45 minutes to an hour after the event concluded, just talking and you know to have that many elected officials in one room a lot of folks were you know asking questions um, thanking them sharing their prideful you know that they're really proud that we have, a, we have of our local officials here that really network and, and keep in touch with us and are very down to earth and approachable so it was an outstanding Friday. Well and by all accounts what's going to happen in that space this is just going to be a change of chapters we're going to lose the buffet but we're going to gain you know there's other businesses now interested and so yeah there's plenty of interest and um so i'm really excited i mean we we can't focus on what we're losing Uh, we got to focus on what we might be gaining and so i'm really excited to see the flurry of activity that's going to be there and uh, there's also you know a flurry of activity in other communities too so there's lots of things happening lots of positivity i talked to gable house bakery yesterday they said their business is up even before country cupboard closed down more people placed in orders at gable house so there you go same at Catherine's. so these businesses are growing thank you so much uh, tj always my pleasure tj ike president and ceo of the central pennsylvania chamber of commerce centralpachamber.org we talked about service first service one dot org